We talked to you last week about Moses and, and, and him bringing the children of Israel to the promised land. But this couldn't get in. Moses didn't do anything so bad, I like to just say Moses' season was up. Amen? God said, your work down here is finished. Like he did, 
what was suffering. He was a little bit nervous, to say the least. He was he was scared. Amen. He, he was a he wasn't an introvert, but Lord knows he didn't want to say anything to God about taking the children of Israel into the promised land. As long as Moses led the way, Joshua said, Lord, if you be with us, I'll go. We can take the land. But when the lot fell on Joshua, his confidence failed. And I need you to know that sometimes in this walk with walking by faith, sometimes the things fall on me and my confidence fall. I'm a strong man and I've got a strong wife and a strong family, but still my faith sometimes is weary. Because I'm not just thinking about Donna and the children, I'm thinking about all of God's children. So I'm not just carrying a little piece of the pie, it's a huge piece that I really didn't ask for, and sometimes I ask God, Lord, why the test? So when you don't show up, y'all gotta understand this is my testimony for today. When you don't show up and do what it is that I know God has already told you, the weight is on me. I can't quit. And for most of the folk that are in the same boat as me, and those that labor with us, they can't quit either. But we've got to multiply, we've got to duplicate that spirit. And that's what Joshua had the challenge of doing. God says, listen, Joshua, listen, I'm going to make it so that you understand that the people are going to acknowledge you like they acknowledge Moses. He didn't do that when he brought them into the promised land. He just talked to Joshua. He just told Joshua, Joshua, you just be born. Sometimes, ladies and gentlemen, in your transition, uh, in your posture for change, you just got to be bold. You got to be bold enough to say, I accept the change. Not because somebody is putting me out, not because they're doing something, but I accept the change because it's good for my spiritual growth. Listen to this. We don't just arbitrarily trip up and find ourselves in a diet. It's a, it's, it's a premeditated thought. If I don't change my habits, it's going to affect my health, and my health is what keeps me alive. And it doesn't, it doesn't matter what I plan then if my health fails me. So change comes as a premeditated thing. But you have to make up your mind to pursue the change. This is a product of pursuing change. Now let me tell you what the Christians, what the Christian posture looks like. This is what your daily walk with the Lord ought to look like, in other words. Joshua says to the people, he says, listen, the day is coming. And I'm going to send the officers out. And they're going to tell you some stuff. And I need you to listen to them. The day is coming. That's going to be our day. Our Signifier, our prompter, our light, our horn to move is coming. And here is the sign. You will see the ark of the covenant come before you. Now, now, now let me put this into perspective of the average layperson. At the dawn of every new day in your change, 
be a sign. Some of us are equipped with devotional processes that we go through on a daily basis. Don't get me wrong. I know some of you all have your houses in order. But here's the sign. The sign says the word of God is coming. It never stops coming. It might be in a book wrapped in a Bible, but it never stops talking. It's always speaking to us. It's always coming up out of the spiritual man and reminding us what God said through the Holy Spirit. The Word of God constantly talks. That's why when the prophet used to come from afar, the people would ask, is there a word from the Lord? The people wanted to know if the Word coming or is the Lord
See, 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 that's joy when you start talking to the Lord and letting Him know, had it not been for you, who's on my side? Watch this, this is what the second point is. Life is so important and you can't have it except you have it through Jesus Christ. I came to give you life, watch it, and then life more abundantly. Okay, the covenant is going to be coming, it's coming quick. And I need you to be ready, so get up early. Before you put yourself in a position to do your routine. Yeah. This is up for God is down on your total pole. You get up, you got the bathroom, you brush your teeth, maybe you do, you wash your face, maybe you take a shower, maybe, maybe, maybe you pick out what you're gonna wear. Amen. Now you're probably thinking how this looks in the mirror, and you put it on and you try a couple outfits. And then finally you go through so many clothes, they're piled up on the floor, and you make your way to the kitchen. Yeah. Now maybe you turn your coffee pot on, you shed it or whatever, I don't know. But you're in the kitchen and you're looking for something to eat. Amen. And now it's time to get out of the house because you've got to be gone. You've got to deal with everything in the house. Amen. Now you're on the road, you're in your little car. Y'all hear what I'm saying? You're riding down the road and you're fussing at everybody who's holding you up because you stayed in the bathroom too long. <laughs> Y'all need to hear this. And then unfortunately, traffic is backed up. So now you want to call on the Lord. <laughs> and you didn't even know you were calling him on, calling him then. Only thing that got you is you just said, Lord, have mercy. I'm going to be late. But you haven't even sat down to have a conversation when your teeth was more important than God. Are you Your food was more important. Your call was more important than God. You didn't even have a talk with him. That's what if the shoe fit weird. Change that. Amen. But God says, listen, the ark is there. The word is my ark for you. I'm not having you follow the ark. I'm having you follow my word. My word shall be a lamp unto your feet and a light unto your pathway. Follow my word. Get up early. Get in my word. And before you do anything else, amen? Amen. All right. Okay. All right. I, I guess you're with you. Watch this. Second thing. Second thing. Third thing, really. This is what happens in our posture when we're posturing ourselves for the Lord. We've got God in this right place. We're up early. We did our devotion. And, and watch this. Watch this. He says, now, once you read the word, you've got to sanctify yourself. Sanctify yourself. What does sanctify yourself mean? What does sanctify yourself mean? Because God is the one who does the sanctifying. God is the one who sets us apart. Amen? Posturing yourself as a Christian in a time of change means that you've got to say, all right, that's what I did when I was there. <laughs> Any idols that I held on to or relish back then, i got to let them go. i got to let them go. You know what? I used to have five, six, ten, twenty suits. But you know what I figured out? I can't win with one at a time. Amen? So instead of going to the store and spending up more money, seeing that I don't know what tomorrow is going to hold, amen? Let me change my spending habits. Yes, sir. Oh, come on. Let, let, let me change my eating habits. You, you 
see, because I'm gaining weight every day. And six months to six months when I go to the doctor, there's another three pounds. It ain't no big deal, but if you look back over a period of three years, you'd have grown about 20 pounds. I'm posturing myself with change, so I gotta change what I used to do. If I was down in church later, God says, I don't want you coming late anymore, so now I need you here to help set up. You got to change. You can't roll up in here and let the God because you just might get here and you got to set up. Change. I got to change what I used to do. I got to be here at nine now whether I want to or not because there's work to be done. Amen? I got to change the way I deal with what I do in my house because the luxuries that I had, I don't have no more. Yeah. Hallelujah. 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 See, God is an awesome God in that He lets us know some things. And as He said to the people, He commanded them in verse number 3, He said, when you see the ark of the covenant of the Lord and the priests and the Levites bearing it, then, amen, shall you go after it. Amen? Go after it. <laughs> Isn't that something? I don't know who you've been following. But I was talking to one of my ministers this morning, and they were concerned, and I have to share this with you, because God gave it to me this year. They were concerned with us being so far away from you in the morning. Amen? Because it, we've been so personable over the last nine years that we've been right down the floor with you. And it's going to be kind of odd for us to be this far away. It, it, it makes me feel like we're just not in touch with the people. Well, let me tell you the truth of the matter in the way God does business. God really did never meant for Moses or Joshua to be in the past. He always meant for those that he spoke to and those that he had set apart like the Levites. They were supposed to be someone totally different. Sometimes the people get in the mindset, oh, they're just like us. They do the same thing we do. Well, Pastor can put it up. He got a truck. Let him carry that stuff. Are y'all with me? Well, if Pastor has got to carry everything, and I'm not saying I do, and he's got to put everything up, and I'm not saying I do, and he's got to be the one who's there on time. And I'm not saying I am. But if he's got to be the one that does that, then what's the difference between you and me? Did he ask you to preach too? When are you going to do your sermon? When are you going to bear the weight of all other people? No, what you're going to tell me that ain't my job. That's the pastor's job. Well, when is there going to be a difference? When, is there, when, when will there be a separation between what happens up here and what happens out there? God told Joshua, listen, you spend time with me. He told the Levites, you take care of the Ark of the Covenant. He gave the other tribes about 240,000 of them. You be the weapon bearer. He gave another tribe, you be the musician. He gave another tribe, you do this, you do that, you do this. Because when I set things in order, everybody will have their job. It's time for some of us to hear from the Lord and wonder, figure out what our change needs to be in order to position ourselves for the next move. Because we're going into a promised land. Amen? And, and they always say, well, I'm like, 
with you, but I'm coming. Well, look at him. We don't get that together. You're going to be left behind. Amen. Because you've got to remember that the door opened up. It didn't open up the stragglers again. They went across together. Oh, y'all. But I got to close. I know I got to. I got to close. In other words, you've got to follow your spiritual leaders. Now, God has me so much under His thumb. And this sermon is not about me, but it's about letting you know what God is telling me. He's got me under His thumb. He won't let me do anything that's wrong. And if I do do something that's wrong, He's going to hold me accountable. You ain't going to even have to come beat me up. You ain't going to have to throw no rocks. You don't have to do what they said in Sunday school. You don't have to have no committee. You don't have to do any of that stuff. I will know that it's time to go. And I'm not one of those people that's going to just live in sin. Amen. Amen. So God has got his thumb on me, but he's not going to let you get to me. Amen. That's why he tells the people, he says, now, when you see me off in the covenant, stay back. That's right, that's right. David understood that with Saul because he says, hey, you know what? This is not right, Lord. He says, listen, touch not. My anointing. You talk about me from a distance if you want. You talk about those who labor in the Lord if you want to. Amen. But the bottom line is touch not my anointing. Don't do my prophet any harm. So God separates us like that. So when you follow, He wants you far enough behind so you can see. Understand what I'm saying? I'm not putting me ahead of you because there are leaders who are going to go ahead of me. But He puts us far enough behind so we don't bump into something. So the ark is way out here and about 2,000 cubits behind is the people. You know why? Because if they're trouble ahead, God says, I'm going to face it first. Follow me as I follow Christ in the New Testament. But in the Old Testament, God said, let me go first. Because whatever you encounter, I'm going to encounter it first. Whatever you try to face, I'm going to face it first. So God said, when you sit the ark of the covenant, wait till a pastor will live in. Get yourself ready. Sanctify yourself and come after it. But don't get too close because I don't want you to get caught up in the crossfire. Now, now, now watch this. And I gotta, I gotta hurry. Watch this. The ark of the covenant goes in front of the people, and here's the people that are coming behind him. And he's got this thing set up so awesome. Because that's the way he's doing this with us. He's got it set up where he says, okay, Levites, handle the ark of the covenant. This is what I want you to do. And I'm gonna show you how this match ups. Handle the ark of the covenant. And I want you to go down to the brink of the river. Are y'all with me? Yes, sir. It's water there now. Yes, sir. It's still overflowing. It's harvest season. And the banks are overflowing. Yes, sir. Are y'all with me? Yes, sir. There's trouble in the back. The water is overflowing. And I've got all of my people coming. Do you remember the story? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, they had the water, amen, before. And Pharaoh was on their tracks. Yes, what did you say? Oh, but I don't know where.
with your leaders in the background. Amen. Are y'all with me? So they don't get shot first, but they got to make the decisions. He put the leaders out front. Joshua led the way. If the enemy wanted to go instead, they would have got Joshua first. But what's so good about it is, is that I know who it is that I believe. So if he tells me to go ahead, then guess what? I'm marching on. It was a first time. 